What is SonTrader? How can the platform and its team help you get a licensing deal? What are the benefits of non-exclusive contracts and why are supervisors scared of working with indie artists? Listen to today's episode to get answers to all of these questions and more. You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs with Andrew Apanov. Welcome to a new edition of the Music Growth Talks podcast. I'm Andrew Apanov, and today's guests on the show are song creators Zach Hardin, marketing manager, and Ben Foy, a creative services manager who share everything you want to know about this licensing platform. I don't even have to add much. I got quite inspired listening to the guys. I hope you will too. And I can recommend trying it out to all of you musicians listening to the podcast, even those uh, new to the world of licensing, and many, maybe even especially those of you new to the world of licensing. You decide for yourself, however. So if you aren't sure what Sound Trader is and how you may benefit from it, listen to this very episode in full first. And before we get there, a quick heads up that I have relaunched my Patreon page, which is now the official way to support this podcast. So if you want me to help you grow your music brand by accessing the special perks I offer to patrons, or if you simply want to support the show once again, go to patreon.com forward slash Andrew Apanov and consider becoming a patron. Just one dollar per month will mean a lot to me and give quite a few things to you too, including early access to new episodes of this show and much more. You just go and check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Andrew Apanov. If you have any questions about that or if you are not sure how it works, email me first. That's Andrew at Wispin.co. Thank you, and now check out my interview with Zach and Ben from SonTrader. Zach, Ben, it's uh, exciting to welcome you to Music Growth Talks. It's been a while since I uh, had two people on um, on the podcast simultaneously, so that's cool. Let me know how you're doing, guys. Hey, doing great. Thanks for having us, Andrew. Yeah, thank you, Andrew, very much for having us on here. We'll try to make it so we can don't talk over each other. Yeah, yeah. I, think me, I think me and Ben are on the same wavelength. So. <laughs> One dosey do it, yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. I don't think it will be a big issue. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you, any of you want to uh, to start with um, uh, a bit of a background? I just want to go straight to to your platform we are going to discuss today. But maybe you want to share a little bit of uh, just you know in full background on on yourself as well. Yeah, for sure. So I'll go first on this one. Yeah, so I got my start in the music industry as an EDM producer and DJ, which I still do. And I have my catalog with SongTrader as well. And yeah, that's that's what got me interested in the licensing and the, and the, the other side of music that a lot of artists don't get their head around, but they should. So hopefully stuff like this podcast helps artists understand that they need to have their business side of their music in order as well. So that's kind of what led me towards SongTrader and made me excited about the fact that it was opening up a part of the music industry that a lot of artists haven't had access to yet, which is, you know, the licensing and and uh, and, and stuff of that nature where there's still a lot of money to be made in music. So uh, 
on top of the content management that we provide, which is top tier as well, like the licensing is uh, a place that a lot of musicians should look more into because there's still money there for them to be made. And then also the promotion side of it. I mean, you have, you know, your music gets into a TV show or, or your music's playing anywhere. That's free promotion for you as well as an artist. So that's what got me interested. And that's what led me to Song Trader. Awesome. Is that- yeah. So basically, um, I come from recording engineer background. So, you know, when I was younger, I played in bands and then I went to school for audio engineering. And then from there, I got the pleasure to work for Disney for about like half a year. I got to work on some pretty cool stuff, especially because at the time they had bought Star Wars. So I got to work on some, some episodes, uh, some Clone War episodes of Star Wars, which completely geeked me out. Some Star Wars nerd. I and then, um, yeah, it was wild. And then uh, from there, I went back home. I was planning to go to L.A., but I felt like I, at the time, was a little bit too small of a fish and too big of a pond. So I went back home and I got into a recording studio and started recording and eventually worked my way up to working with people like Prince and Atmosphere, Rhyme Sayers and rap groups and famous artists like that. And eventually I just felt like I wasn't doing enough. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting Ben out in L.A., and hit it off with Song Trader, and the rest at this point is is history. Just decided to join the cause. Awesome. So, what are your official titles at the company? If you don't mind me asking, I'm just you know curious to you, uh, to or maybe what 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 do you mainly focusing on at the company at this point? Zach, you want to take that one first? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, so. For me, it's marketing manager. I actually, interesting enough, came from also a background where my family's big into marketing. So it kind of worked out that I knew a lot of the, the terms and everything. But like anybody, you know, in the generation now, we have Google. So if you don't know it, fake it till you know it. And that's just kind of like one of those things where I love recording. I love this stuff. But the benefit of Song Trader and, and most, most startups is that the goal in a startup is hiring people who are, who are just good at what they do, you know, or, or at least smart, mainly <laughs> just smart people, because you can teach people things. and um, that's the biggest thing is really what you want is people who really want to be there because everything else doesn't matter if they don't actually want to be, you know, committing to the startup because startup life is, is tough a lot of times. So it's more important that they want to be there. And Sun Trader luckily has really gotten that and they really pushed them that, you know, what do you want to do? And what I want to do is marketing and A&R and talking with artists. So I was able to do that. So I kind of came in with some knowledge, but built it at the startup itself. That sounds like uh, the right approach and uh, sounds relevant to me. We were just uh, working on, on, on finding the, a new marketing manager for the company and we are full remote. So it's uh, in a way easy and way more difficult to find the right the person. But it's definitely, yeah, just the most important part is to find a smart person who is interested in working in the music industry. Uh, ben, sorry, Ben, uh, who, um, who's got an amazing Skype status. I like that one. So you, uh, I, I kind of like that you use the the platform as a, as an as an artist yourself. So have you have you seen any any particular success or with Song Trader yourself as a musician? Yeah, absolutely. Most of what I handle at Song Trader is is the creative stuff, like curation for for music pitches and stuff of that nature, and create curation in general for our featured playlists. So yeah, I mean. I had some uh, licenses on Song Trader recently, some bigger ones and some smaller ones, meaning, for example, I had a placement in a cable TV show, which was a feature. 
And then I've also had, you know, micro licenses in blanket opportunities for an app, for example. Awesome. So that's another interesting thing that SongTrader covers is, you know, there's the big sexy licenses, like everybody wants their song, you know, in The Walking Dead or some TV show like that or in a, or a Marvel movie. But there's also, you know, YouTube videos. People need music for their website. People need music for a wedding video. Those kind of licenses, too, which are obviously not as much money, but they do pay off in the end if your music's always just getting used for different causes and whatnot. So, yeah, so I handle a lot of that side of things at, uh, at Song Trader, the curation and whatnot. Got it, got it. And uh, at, this, at this point, I definitely want you, uh, I would like you to tell me more about how Song Trader works. Uh, and what you just mentioned uh, makes a lot of sense. It's uh, 100% true. It's, it's an untapped uh, income stream for many musicians uh, who have the music with uh, commercial licensing potential, but who just don't know what to do with it and uh, who to go to, where to, what platforms to use to uh, to sell it to businesses and to to movies supervisors and so on. So they just don't know how exactly it works. And what I've seen is that uh, many people get quite frustrated with... Um, with some of the platforms out there without seeing any results coming off it. So it's kind of brutal <laughs> in a way, but many people just try it out and they become uh, very disappointed, assuming that uh, this whole licensing thing is is broken because it just doesn't work for them. I'm curious to see how how you're different, how, how you work with uh, independents who don't, for example, who don't have... Um, you know, uh, a portfolio of placements just yet, but just the good music. So how exactly it works for musicians independent in particular and maybe how it's different from some competitors out there? Yeah. Right. Then, uh, so there's some, I mean, uh, Zach and I, I'm sure we both have a lot to say about this one. So I'll, I'll just go first on this one and just lay out what I'm, what comes to my mind immediately. First one being that we're completely non-exclusive, which is huge because you can have your music with us and anywhere else you want. And it's free to upload all of it, free to sign up and free to submit to up to like 10 pitches a month with our credit system that renews each month. So you're not risking anything by being on SongTrader. All you have to do is gain because we present the opportunities on the dashboard when you sign up and you sign in. You'll see on your dashboard right away that we give you opportunities in blanket licenses and we give you opportunities in TV and film and commercial and advertising licenses. Mm-hmm. So you have all those at your fingertips right there to, you know, submit to if you have the right kind of music for the pitch. But I would say the main thing for me is the non-exclusivity. I've met so many artists that have signed up with a publishing company that exclusively holds their music and their rights. And then, you know, maybe they get one license and then their music sits there for two, three years while it's under contract with that company and it doesn't, they don't do anything with it. So I would definitely stress that something like Song Trader is a big win for an artist because your music working for you on a non-exclusive basis. So you can have it with here and then have it anywhere else that's doing something similar in a licensing fashion. And that way you get the most bang for your buck. Uh, does it mean that uh, it's less money typically than uh, compared to exclusive licenses or oh, not that much? So, uh, I mean, the, the advantages is, uh, the advantages are clear, but uh, how much does affect the fee you may be getting if it's a non-exclusive deal? Yeah, so we don't, we don't touch any of the writer's share or the publishing or the master share. That's another big difference. So we just take a transaction fee if and when a license happens. 
And that's just the percentage of the transaction fee, the sync fee, not not your actual royalties. Okay, clear. Makes sense. Zach, you wanted to add something else? Yeah, so to answer your question, I guess you could say that there could be a scenario where it could affect the total fee if it's non-exclusive, but most likely not. What we're seeing as trend is that music supervisors, brands, all that, music is becoming an essential part in reaching new audiences. So, you know, if Coca-Cola wants to reach Pepsi drinkers in Florida that like hunting alligators, they have to find out which music they think they're going to listen to and license it, right? If that's the demographic they want, because that's a great way to move demographics. But when it comes to if it's exclusive or not, I haven't seen much of a discrepancy when it comes to pricing on either, like if it's more money for being exclusive. I think that usually comes when it's work for hire. As for how SongTrader does it, It's a new model. I think one of the big things that has changed in the music industry is that a lot of independent artists, artists in general, don't have the surrounding structure they used to have, which was, number one, everybody can create music, which is fantastic, but it's also, you have a lot to sift through to find the diamonds in the rough. And then number two, you don't have as many people willing to give out their hand or help you, because number one, there's too many of them. And number two, the music industry just isn't, it's not as... um. I guess I would say corporate or built a certain way as, as it was. It's a lot more like the wild, wild west right now. <laughs> so because of that, you know, people can't just go to, to a manager. People can't build a team like that. But that's not to say that, you know, musicians are pretty intuitive, inventive in how to get out there. It's just more of a matter of them learning the tools nowadays. Because for a long time, the whole thing was, hey, you're a musician. You're either hot or you're talented. Don't worry about it. We'll handle it. We'll handle your publishing. We'll handle... The copyright will handle the tour will handle your sync license will handle printing your cds nowadays that's all falling back on the artists and record labels have really become you know your pr companies you know it's not it's not like the old days where they were searching you out you have to go to them with a finished product so really where the way that song trader fits into this is that we're giving them the mediums to actually access these opportunities correctly while maintaining their rights and maintaining safe Because the other thing I ask artists is even if you did get a sync without us, which is completely fine, you totally have the right to do it, and you got the paperwork and an email, would you know what to do with it? Would you know in what in perpetuity means? Would you know, you know, like if they're asking to buy your master or, you know, all these different things. On SongTrader, at least you know, even though we take a percentage of it, you get all your royalties and you're safe. You're not losing anything from it, mm -hmm. um, which I think is a crucial thing, especially when it comes to making these things happen quickly. Because if you get this stuff in an email and they're like, we need to sign 15 minutes with your instrumental. And you're like, oh my God, I have to call all four of my bandmates. I have nothing in writing. I don't know where my instrumental is. I got to call the studio. We're just trying to get everything ready beforehand to give you the most possible, like the best possible chance of getting a license. And when it comes to licensing, it really is that my three P's that I always use, which is persistence, patience, and passion. You just have to be in the right place at the right time. You keep having to just try And to do both of those, you have to have the passion to do it. But it doesn't mean we can just, you know, hold down, you know, George Lucas and make him like license your song. You know, it's it's in the end of the day, it's always about the music and it just has to fit for the project. But the best thing we can do is put you in front as many times as possible. And hopefully one time it clicks. Awesome. No, that sounds good. And uh, I definitely can see the uh, the advantage of not having to hire an entertainment attorney to look over the contract. So if you uh, help with that part, it's um, 
Yeah, it is important for sure. And uh, so I think one of the questions that our listeners may have at this point is how many opportunities are there roughly? Not even the number, but maybe you can give us an idea of uh, what kinds of uh, companies and uh, creators post projects on the platform. And um, yeah, so how many opportunities do you expect from it? Yeah, so I can give you a, a just kind of a broad idea of what's on the site right now, for example. So if you go on there right now, you'll see a music wanted section on your dashboard. It'll be on the right. And that's where you'll see a lot of opportunities in TV and film and commercials, you know, big featured song kind of licenses. And those get updated daily by our in-house supervision team that is that are getting those leads from their connections and the people that they've reached out to and then putting them on our site. And then to the left of that, you'll see a deals board. And the deals board essentially is more of our, you know, the kind of content where they need a lot of songs, blanket licenses, overhead music in various stores, music for compilation albums, stuff like that. So those are more, you know, the deal will say we need 2,500 songs for a compilation album consisting of indie rock, hip hop, singer, songwriter, music, country, blues, jazz. So we get a lot of submissions in that and we can put more music in that, obviously, because they need a certain quota for a certain amount of time. So those are the opportunities that are, they might be less of an upfront payment for an artist, but they're always playing. So you're always getting royalty for streaming. So those opportunities you'll see under the deals section on the left. Yeah. And that, again, those get updated often as well, because, you know, that music, they have periods on it where it's, it's for six months, maybe, and then they need another 2,500 songs for another compilation. So those are the kind of opportunities where there you maybe you don't think of them when you're thinking of music licensing, but they're out there and a lot of people need a lot of music. So there's that's always right. an opportunity. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, definitely. So you, you just mentioned something about the, uh, the, the amount of songs that may be required in a particular time frame. So from my experience, the bigger the, the clients, um, the bigger the projects, the sooner they need the music. So usually... It seems like uh, film creators and the likes uh, think of music in the last minute. So uh, do you see uh, tight deadlines on some of the bigger projects? So how fast should musicians on your platform react to to some of the more uh, most interesting opportunities? Well, I mean, Ben, at least as far as I, I see on the site, is that the point of it is when we post wanted and when we post um, deals, Those are usually weak or even longer. So you have time with those. The thing is, is that when it comes to those last minute, like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, if we really need to contact you, if you're missing something, like you're missing maybe a percentage of writer and you really want to send your music out or if the instrumental isn't in there or something, like if you're not fully prepared, which we hope you are, because if you aren't, like, We may not send you because of there might be another band that is fully prepared. Right. Um, most likely, we're still going to contact you and say, hey, could you get your instrumental? Could you get this stuff up? Because we do care. Like, you're our first choice. We would love to give you money. We would seriously love to give you money. But if you make it hard for us, it's hard to give you money <laughs> then, you know? So the truth is when it's those short deadlines, yeah, they can be large. They can be a lot of money. But even the ones we post are for a lot of money because... You have to understand a lot of people come to us in the beginning of post-production now. They know a lot. So they're like, hey, you know, we have a couple weeks. Can you get it together, a playlist? So it's going to be a similar amount. But mm -hmm. I guess my point being is that if you want us to really like 
because we're pitching constantly and you'll actually be notified on our site. You'll get like a little, Hey, you've been pitched by song trader, which is really cool. You could wake up in the morning and be like, Oh my God, I, I've been sent to like six music supervisors. This is really sweet. So the point is to have all that stuff prepared. That's why we built the site was that music supervisors, brands, agencies, it's not that they don't want a license from indies. They actually love independent music. It's just that they know if they do so, they're dealing with people that have never done this before and it could cause issues. Because if they do something wrong, it's not the band that gets fired. It's the music supervisor. It's the product manager. It's the, you know, whoever's dealing with the music is the one that gets the blame for that. So that's why it's always about education too and why we have a blog when it comes to this stuff. It's like, educate yourself, prepare yourself, get on SongTrader, add those lyrics, add those, you know, instrumentals, get everything prepared so when lightning strikes, you can just let us jump on it for you and get you the best price possible because we're going to try to get as much money out of it as possible because that's the way we make our money, you know, a transaction percentage off of that. So it really is fighting for you, but the better you can give us the weapons to fight for you, it makes it easier. Right. Uh, Yeah, I was about to ask for some additional tips for musicians in terms of uh, the metadata and and filling out the profile and uh, what should artists uh, be prepared for such as instrumentals you mentioned or the lyrics. So uh, th- I guess that uh, um, you make it quite straightforward for anyone who signs up and you give some uh, tips, recommendations there. But yeah, feel free if you, if you have any additional tricks and things that you see musicians uh, forget the most often, feel free to mention it right away. Yeah, there's a few that are pretty huge, which are, you know, when you're exporting your files, your audio files, it's important that you have at least a wave or an AIF file that you can give us because one of the first questions we get from a supervisor is, you know, is it a wave or is it an MP3? Because they don't want to deal with MP3s. Even if they can't hear the difference, they don't know the difference in quality. They know the .wav or .aif after instead of the .mp3. Uh, so definitely upload your highest quality files if you have them. If you don't, we still take MP3s, but just, I guess, just use this as going forward. Make sure when you're exporting your masters that you're doing it at the highest quality possible. And definitely if you have remixes or instrumentals or even stems of your music, you can upload those as additional files on our site. And sometimes those get asked for as well. So be prepared with those if you can. And definitely fill out your metadata on the site because that's what makes you findable in our search. So if you have a great track and you don't tag it with any keywords or moods or genres or a description, it could just get completely lost in our system. And, and it's a shame because if we want your great music to be heard. And if you don't, if you don't use that tool correctly, it can, you know, fall to the wayside while somebody else's music that is tagged correctly, that might not be, you know, that might be as good as yours is going to get found much more. So definitely tag your music with legitimate keywords and moods and, and genres so that we can get to you as well. Great tips. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, I hope that our listeners who want to proceed follow the advice you've just given. So what about the accounts? Uh, Is uh, the paid subscription required to to apply to projects? How that part? No, 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 no. no. So we will always remain free site first. I mean, the point of the site is to gather, you know, all these musicians, get all these writers pre-approved, pre-cleared, and have, you know, this area where we can have a licensing team out there pitching and sending out great music to these pitches and getting blanket deals. And, you know, the truth as an artist nowadays is that you have to be flexible, you have to be, you know, creative, and you have to be 
in a ton of different places making your music work for you. SoundTrader is, is one of many. So to sign up for SoundTrader, it's free. You can upload as much music as you like, unlike you know Dropbox, or SoundCloud, or any of the others. There is no limit for how much you want to upload. And you can use it like one of those too. You can send out playlists. You can do all that for free, which people can act on. They can resend it out. And instead of just play on playlist, it also has license. So instead of sending a Dropbox or SoundCloud link, you're sending it for professional use. You know, you might as well use that because they can get licensing. And if they choose the license from a Dropbox, that means they have to call you. If they have to call you, you don't pick up, they may move to somebody else. So it really does prepare you professionally for any sync licensing as well as just sharing music. So it's all free to use. Right now we have a we have a credit system, monthly credit system for submissions. This has been put in place because we can't have everybody submitting to everything or else we would get nothing done. And so we need to put some kind of, in a way, not monetary value, but some value to a submission, meaning that when a user looks at the submission, they think twice before just spending a credit. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, you know, even though we try to teach We'll have people submitting, you know, rock to hip hop stuff we need. And we're just like, oh, you know, we, we had to come up with a system that would say, hey, you know, submit smart, you know, be smart about your submissions. Don't waste these credits. So the pro pretty much was, a, was an idea that we had, which would in, obviously increase those credits. But more importantly, for a lot of our, our users that have landed successful licenses, it lowers our commission. It lowers what we take. So for a lot of our users, when they're talking about $50,000 license, you know, an extra 10% towards that is a lot of money yeah. for a $7.99 a month license. So to me, what's cool about SongTrader is even when we bring in elements of a subscription, it's a really, really cool subscription. You know, it doesn't just sit there and go towards the dreamers. It sits there and goes to the achievers that haven't done this already. They're like, hey wow, dude, let's totally get this because this is going to get us a ton of money when we land our next license. You know, it's not just the one that's like, oh, okay, maybe this will happen. It's already happened and they know that they can keep going forward with it. So it's optional. It's not something you need to do, but if you're looking to submit more and help us, but just as a reminder, we're always out pitching. We, I would love to be able to force directors to license all of your music. Every single one of the listeners on here, I would love to be able to just beat them up and make them do it and give you money. But the thing is, we have to just, it has to be creative. It's a creative decision. So really, in the end, just by being on Song Trader, just by being there, you've increased your chances of a license like tenfold because you're just somewhere where you can be discovered at all hours of the day while being priced. So really, the best advice I can give independents is just set yourself up for success. And there's a lot of sites to do that that are completely free. That just get on there and see if some fish bite you know, be as active as you can, but we're a, a free site first. And I think Ben would agree that that's going to remain that way for the yeah, entirety yeah. of the company. The freemium model is, is huge because there are those musicians that are not going to be as proactive. So, that, you know, if you just want to have your music up and walk away, there is still a chance that any time at any, you know, any point in the day, it could just get licensed. That's still a very strong possibility. Obviously, you have better chance of getting licensed if you're proactive with your music and you're checking the site when for you know when we're updating the music wanted and all of a sudden there's a you know need a Drake replacement track for a TV show and you happen to have a catalog that sounds a lot like Drake's music then right there you're you're first on the scene and you're the first to submit and we listen to everything that gets submitted so you know that's a great way to be proactive with your music as well but yeah like I said the freemium model is always there so why not 
Yeah, and I, I would like to add that I think it's really nice. We're, in my opinion, one of the first sites that's giving you automatic feedback. When we listen to a song, you see that we listen. When we review mm-hmm. it, you see that we review it. When you see that we shortlist it, you see when we send it out. It's very transparent. And in the end, what I've learned from, like, from music supervisors is that a lot of the time, the songs that they get don't always hit the pitch that they're pitching for. Like, guess what they do? If the song gets in front of them, like a lot of the music does on our site, it gets in front of them, they may come back to it six months later and say, hey, it didn't work for that project, but it's going to work for this one now. So again, it goes back to being in front of them at all times. And with SongTrader, that's a great way to do it. We can get you in front of them. And it may not be this license, but it could be one six months from now. It could be one two weeks from now. It could be one a year from now. But in the end, you got in front of them. And that's the key goal. And we tell you when you get in front of them. And that has always been one of the most difficult parts is the gatekeepers. Who stops you from getting in front of them? So we really, our goal is to be transparent, to show you guys that, hey, we're pitching, we're out there. And when you do get in front of them, you should celebrate. And if you get the license, you should celebrate even more because then you're getting a ton of money. (laughs) I like the sound of it all. Uh, You seem to be doing some proper things with the platform uh, sounds uh, very inspiring and uh, I, at this point I just uh, encourage all our listeners, uh, musicians in particular to just uh, go there, create an account and check it out because it doesn't seem to cost anything and uh, indeed there are just advantages of simply being on the platform as you just mentioned so uh, keep up the great work, keep educating musicians I liked how you mentioned a few times uh, throughout our conversation how important um teaching musicians uh, and explaining how things work and how to increase their chances of uh, getting these sync licenses uh, is. So uh, keep doing the great work in that area as well. And uh, yeah, so uh, can someone please spell out the URL of the website for our listeners who are on the go right now so they can check it out right away? Yeah, it's www.songtradr.com dot com so song trader without the e on the very end on that's the very, very end important I that's i guess yeah. uh, there is quite a few yeah uh people who tried the other euro <laughs> but no that it's, one should uh, still work it, it will still <laughs> redirect that you one. yeah that's that's still good that's redirect. that's smart that's very smart of you that that yeah that you took care of that awesome yeah so uh thank you a lot for um sharing every, everything you've you've shared uh on, on this uh podcast so far Anything else to add uh, for our listeners before we wrap it up? No, I mean, I'd like to say thank you. I would like to add one interesting thing that happened today, though. MP3s have now been phased out. Interesting enough, they have canceled. This is a little thing for all your listeners. The guy, the, like a school or institute that was releasing the, you know, the, the license, the patent for it, has now MP3s are being phased out. It's now going to MPEGs. So huh. just a little interesting tidbit for everybody. I, I, I read the headline in the morning, but uh, didn't read the actual news. So that's very interesting. Isn't that, that, that you yeah. wrote. It sounds weird, right? So it's it's it just. Does. But then again, this is the world where living. In. I like how you mentioned that we are living in the wild, wide west, west rather than <laughs> the corporate world. I I haven't heard that comparison uh, specifically, but it sounds uh, very very relevant to the realities of the business. So yeah. And now yeah. the Ember 3 is uh, gone. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Awesome. Well, thanks, Andrew, so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, Thank Andrew. Yep, yeah, so. Great.
will uh, keep an eye on the new developments in Suncreator. Okay, see ya. Awesome. Thanks for listening, and if you feel like giving Suncreator shots after hearing what Zach and Ben shared, go to suncreator.com. Leave your thoughts and comments on our SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts, and as a reminder, I'm building this very special place for all podcast listeners. If you want to become a part of a growing music growth community, go to patreon.com forward slash Andrew Ebonoff and consider becoming a patron. Thank you and see you next time. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Abanoff. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.